VBS might look different this year, and that's okay. There are four ways you can still do VBS this summer. Visit lifeway.com slash four ways to download your free ebook. No matter which option you choose, we're here to help. Listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I'm Chuck Peters, and as always, uh, I am joined by my good friend and partner in business and ministry, Jana Magruder. Hey, Jana. Hey, Chuck. How's it going? Good. Are you guys surviving okay? Surviving is a great word choice. Yes. Yeah, we are surviving. Just like (laughs) all of you. We, we are in the midst of lockdown. Everybody's at home. We're recording this episode once again via Zoom. And so if you do hear any drop in the audio fidelity, you can chalk that up to us having, you know, home internet connections that we're working from. And so well, we're hanging in, but Jenna, you have a house full. I do. Of people? Yes, yes. of people. Yes, and we you- are all home. We are all in this... Um, work at home, school at home, eat every single meal and snack at home, baking at home, um, all the things. In fact, I just wrote a blog post called All the Things at Home because there's nothing that we're not doing at home. Great topic. Yes. (laughs) And we're the same. You know, we've got, there's six of us here, two girls home from college and the two boys home from middle school. And we're all together in the same space. It's kind of hard, even though, you know, Uh, We don't have a tiny house, like a tiny house, tiny house, but it's (laughs) hard to find quiet private spaces for everybody to do their own Zooms in school and things. Yeah. So I've found a little place to set up an office for myself. I know that you're often working in the dining room. Is that right? I'm in my dining room. room. I claimed the dining room as my space because it has doors. That's the key. Got to have doors. Got to have a door. Mm -hmm. And this is the new normal that a lot of us are living in. And so we stress level wise, how is your family doing? You know, I'm at the point where we're saying good days and bad days. Some days are better than others. If we're just being really super honest, yesterday felt like um, a day that was harder. And by that, I mean, people were just getting on each other's nerves a little Mm. bit more. Um, bear in mind, I have uh, two, te- two teenagers and a preteen, almost teenager. And so everybody already gets on each other's nerves already. And so <laughs> when we're in close proximity all day, every day, um, and just say a prayer for my middle school brothers. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> Well, it's, I mean, it's an adjustment for everyone. And I think we would, I would say the same about us. It's kind of touch and go day to day. Some days are better than others, but we're, we're kind of cycling through um, season, a season, I suppose, cycles maybe where one person might have a bad day uh, at a time. You know, we kind of get our turn to have the meltdown day. <laughs> and so we've had different people who have needed more space than others yeah. certain days of the week. And I think, you know, as families, we're all adjusting. We're adjusting for how we work. Um, our leaders, our ministry leaders are definitely adjusting for how we do ministry during this season. Definitely. And I think the hard part is not knowing how long it's going to last, because I think most of us can do anything for a little while, but it kind of having it open-ended gets hard. 
And although I think our families are doing well, I think there's a lot of families, particularly with kids who may be a little younger, who may be dealing with some stresses um, that we really need to talk about. And so today we've, we've invited our really good friend, Dr. Josh Straub, to join us. Josh, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. We're experiencing the same ups and downs that you all are, so we're and in you it. you have two younger kids. How old are yours? Yeah, so we have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old, and I also have a pregnant wife, very pregnant wife, who's due next month, so. Hey, by the way, she should get permission to have a meltdown at any day. She, she has, she, <laughs> she, you know, it's funny because it, same with you, Jen. I mean, she's taken on the homeschooling. I mean, mm-hmm. she's taken on, um, you know, so much of everything. I mean, in the midst of being pregnant. And so, I mean, there's, the, and, and she's a go-getter. Like, so she's, I mean, she's got everything planned and, you know, she's starting to hit a little bit of a wall realizing that she's probably packing on, packing, packing in way too much. Uh, mm-hmm. I almost said packing on, it sounded like I was going to say packing on weight. Don't she's say that, Josh. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> we did joke around about that. Uh, packing in more than what she can emotionally, physically, she can handle. And so we've been, we've we just been sitting down and having honest conversations about that. I mean, there's nights that she's literally in tears and, and, and I just sit with her. And I think for all of us, we need to give ourselves grace because I think every, every single one of us is in that season right now. And kindness and grace are kind of our two words right now that we're just mm. need to be kind to ourselves, kind to each other and just give each other grace and give ourselves grace. Yeah, that's a good word. So we, as, as ministry leaders, you know, we often focus on uh, ministering to kids and we're used to being in the same space with them in our weekly gatherings for ministry times. And a lot of people, a new approach to ministry. And I see a lot of leaders using media, Zoom and pre-recorded videos and Facebook Live to connect with kids. But I think it's important for us to remember that, that we also have the opportunity to minister to parents to help them minister to their own kids, to work through some of these struggles. And so you have shared, Josh, some uh, through our blog uh, and through Facts and Trends, you've shared some tips on how to talk to our kids through the coronavirus. There there could be some stresses and fears that children are having that, that we need to help as leaders equip parents to coach their kids well. And so we wanted to spend some time talking today about some of the things the family might be experiencing uh, so that we can get some advice from you on how we can coach and lead families, not just children directly. Yeah. And I think that's one of the beautiful pieces of what you just said there is that we as we as um, uh, ministry leaders ourselves, we get to influence parents. And the beauty about that is that Parents are, I I sum up all of parenting research. I say that all of parenting research, when you look at research and you go throughout all the research, you can pretty much sum it up into one primary conclusion, and that is that our kids become who we are. Mm. As scary as that sounds, as as (laughs) Jenna shakes her head, uh, I can see because we're on Zoom here, but like it's it's one of those things where it's like we, you know, they they become they they do what we do, not what we say. Right. Yeah. Like they become who we are and where that is most important to take a look at is, is how the environment from which we talk to our kids about COVID-19, the environment from which we talk to our kids about anything. And I think as ministry leaders, we get to share. And I think it starts with us as being health, as healthy as we can, as transparent as we can in who we are and how we help us serve other people and other parents, because how the parent, so goes the parent, so goes the child. 
uh, a child is not, research shows this over and over and over again, a child will not outgrow, will not emotionally outgrow or even spiritually outgrow the parent while they're under that roof. Hmm. And, until they get out and they get a mentor and they get other people that they can be around, our kids will rise up to the level uh, that we're at. And so we want to always be living up to that next level. And so one of the ways that I, I, I just really talk about this is as ministry leaders, we can really help send the message that the environment of our homes is everything. The environment of our homes matters so much. Mm-hmm. And we create that environment. As leaders, as, as, as moms and dads in our home, we create that environment. And so one of the things that I talk about often is, as it relates to talking to kids about COVID or as anything really, is, is what you're watching, is what you're uh, consuming, is it feeding your faith or is it feeding your fear? Mm. Because we can spend so much time in the media because the media likes to sensationalize everything. And then our fear is heightened. And our kids will pick up on that. So what? it doesn't matter what we say at that point because the environment's already an environment of fear. And so I think the biggest question that we, or the biggest thing that we can do as leaders is really impose on the parents and the families that we get to serve. Are you consuming things that are feeding your faith? Or are you consuming things that are, it's feeding your fear? Hmm. That's really good. And, you know, I'm a little bit guilty of consuming the fear stuff because this is such an unprecedented thing. By the way, that word is overused right now, but it is. Yeah. There's kind of nowhere, no other way to say it. It's unprecedented. We've never been through this. We don't know, like Chuck said earlier, we don't know when it's going to end. And so I find myself kind of reaching for information. And that comes out usually in cable news or um, um, podcasts by people who think that they're informed or seem informed. Um, and I've kind of got kids who are geared the same way. Like they're digging into it too. Um, I don't know if we're trying to solve a mystery or what, but, um, but I I think that's a really good word for us to keep in mind. Back to that same blog post though, where you talk about making kids part of your game plan. Tell us what you mean by that. Yeah. So one of the big things that I think is really important, especially for kids, and, and obviously you're going you're gonna to navigate this age appropriately, but when I talk about making them part of the game plan, one of the big things that we did early on with our kids is we brought them into what we were doing to set up our social isolation time, our social distancing time. So we brought them into, hey, we're going to have to make a grocery list. Hey, we're going to have to, because we're going to be home for a while. We're going to do some meal planning. We're going to do some, and again, our kids are five and seven, so it looks very loose. It looks very, you know, um, clunky, and that's okay. So as I talk about this, I don't want it to sound like, oh, my goodness, like they're getting it right in every single area. Like it's going to be clunky. But I think the more that we can make our kids part of the game plan as it relates to – so, for example, we run our family by a, a set of family rhythms. So we have weekly rhythms, and we define each day. We, every day has a name to it. So, for example, every Thursday night – is a date night for, for my wife and I. Um, Friday, and, and we've been dating even while we've been in quarantine. So the kids will go to bed and we'll be specifically doing something as it relates to playing a game, watching a movie, doing something that's we set it aside. Mm-hmm. Friday is our, um, and the reason I'm saying all these rhythms is because I think it's really important to understand this is part of our game plan as a family. Our kids have helped name each day. 
Friday is kind of our winding down day. So you can kind of look at our, you can kind of look at our week on a bell curve where we're winding down and it really starts with Shabbat. So Friday night is our Shabbat meal. It's where we get together. We, we, we're, we're leading into Sabbath and we practice Sabbath on Saturday. We've always done it that way since we've had kids because Sunday going to church, it's not restful for our family. Um, you know, usually you're serving, you're doing things like that. So we, Saturday is really where we have our Sabbath and it begins and ends there. And we, and we just really have a rest time. And we also have to, um, we find that Saturday tends to be our most um, regimented day because it takes a lot of work to rest. Mm. Like it, it takes a lot of work to go. I'm not going to go, you know, write an extra blog for an hour. It takes a lot of work to say, I'm not going to go do something for like, I'm going to seriously just be in full rest. Sunday's our ramp up day. It's kind of when we start to get ramped up. We're doing, you know, we're, we're attending church. We're, you know, and now it looks different because we're doing it, you know, online and everything. But you know, it's the day we're, you know, clean sheet day. It's laundry day. It's all that type of stuff. We're coming back. We're ramping up into the week. So every, our kids are a part of that. Since we've done social isolation, one of the big things that we have done is every Sunday night, we'll put together a game plan for the week. And again, this looks clunky. It can, it can look loosey goosey, but we put a weekly calendar together where everybody's got their specific thing. And here's what we're going to do. Homeschooling is going to go from nine to 11. Um, now that Christy's doing homeschooling from nine to 11, I know that I only have her for certain hours for podcasting. So there's certain hours that she'll do, you know, we'll do podcasting or things like that together or other interviews and other outlets and that type of thing. Um, uh, you know, our son's doing karate via Zoom now. They, they're, they're, they're church. We're meeting in church via Zoom now. Like, so there's ways that, you know, there's things that are, that are all planned. And, and so you have to, so I just, I really encourage leaders, like, find a way, because the reality is this, if we don't pay attention and try to get intentional with the time, we'll waste it. And, and it will go, away. and then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, you're eating unhealthy, you're wasting your time and then you're feeling bad about yourself. You're feeling bad about, and then the negative, cause there's a lot of negative feelings as it is right now. So if we can, and, and we praise each other for where we're getting it right. Then every Sunday night, we just, we bring the kids in and go, what worked this week? What didn't work? What did you like? What didn't you like? Um, where aren't you getting it right? You know, today I made a post on Instagram about how I've been working a lot lately because this has, I've been getting a ton of interview requests. I've been writing a lot of articles. It's, it's actually increased my work, not taking it back, which is a great thing. But on the other hand, I have therefore neglected having fun with my kids. And so I made a post today. I've got to start bringing, the thing that hasn't been going well for me is I haven't been bringing out my inner child. I haven't been entering my kid's world. This is what I do. This is what I talk about. I haven't been entering my kid's world the way that I want to and the way that I should be. And so I had to make some adjustments in my schedule to go, I'm going to start spending more time with my kids in the middle of all of this, where I'm just, I'm having fun as a kid. And so that's what we mean by bring them into the game plan. Because what that does then is it gives them routine. All kids need routine. They need that, you know, in this time, it, structure and routine is what helps them thrive. Um, and then also what it does also too, is it helps provide that sense of safety and, and security so that in an uncertain world, uncertain everything that's going on, they know you're there to have a listening ear when they're struggling with whatever it is they're struggling with. So the first part of that is we need to have a good game plan as adults, right? And so a lot of us as adults, yeah. our, our whole world, for the whole family, but us as parents as well, our regular cadences 
have been turned upside down and we have this new rhythm, these new rhythms that we're needing to discover. And you've identified several ways that we might be able to maintain some of those, the, the, the moments of stability, the predictability of the week, even in a new setting. But then also to include kids in that, you, you use the word sensibly, to include them sensibly in a way that's age appropriate as a part of that plan. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing too, is you want to be, uh, and, and you use the word sensible there. And I realized I use that in the article and, um, you know, depending on the version that you use, CSB uses the word sensible, uh, other, other versions use the word prudent. But at the very beginning, I saw a lot of this coming down the line and I told Christy, I'm like, I, I want to be prudent. And she's like, what are you talking? Like, I want to be aware. <laughs> And, and, and my, I'm a worst case scenario guy. So she's just like, Oh, you're blowing this out. of I'm like, no, we're not like, and so he, like three weeks before everything, and this went down, we went to Costco and got like, we just stocked up on like a bunch of meats and things like that to freeze just in case. And it got here faster than I even anticipated it, but we were ready. We were prepared. And I think, you know, in Proverbs 27, uh, 12, it says a sensible person sees danger and takes cover the inexperienced keep going and are punished. Um, in Proverbs thirteen sixteen, it says, every sensible person acts knowledgeably, but a fool displays his stupidity. And I think the same thing can be said in the midst of how we're doing this, having a sen- being sensible in our plan. So being prudent, being aware, but um, don't be foolish and just waste the time. You know, one of the biggest things that we have heard from parents um, up until this point in the past, struggle has been in surveys that we've done with thousands of families is we're too busy and there's not enough time. If time is your problem now, time is not your problem. Time was never your problem. You know, there's something else that's the problem. And we have to pay attention. If time is your biggest struggle now, yeah, then then time's not the problem. It's it's you. And so what what kind of a plan do we have to put in place to, because Again, like I said, we have been putting these rhythms together for, this has been part of our family rhythm. So when the quarantine happened, social isolation, we just, our rhythm changed a little bit, but we still, the rhythm was serving our family already. And that's the key, the rhythm serving your family. And, and the more, and so as ministry leaders, I would just encourage helping your families create rhythm in their home is will serve them incredibly well for the long run. And the more that you can help them do that, the, the, the better it will be long-term, especially when we're out of quarantine, because we want to be families that dictate our schedules, not families that are dictated by the culture around us. We have this unique opportunity to reset some of those norms. And that's, you know, every, if every obstacle is an opportunity, we have a really great opportunity to revisit some of those things and reset some defaults within the home. Now, you also talk about how, so, so having uh, some predictability brings calm to children. And you talk about, Josh, so does knowledge. And so you, you encourage us to share some, some knowledge with our kids, share some facts about the crisis. Yeah. And again, age appropriately, I think it's very important to talk about, um, you know, what are some of the facts and, and, and what can we be doing to, to stop the spread and that type of thing? You know, our kids, one of the biggest things that our kids do is, you know, our biggest struggle right now for our kids is there's, I mean, there's families who let their kids run around the neighborhood on, you know, not watched all day long and they're just interacting with each other. And it's like, you know, um, you know, um, just these, these little gangs running around, these little kid gangs running around our neighborhood. And our kids are standing at the door going, why can't we go outside? Why can't we play? 
And so in situations like that, we have to give them the facts of we, we're to be six feet apart right now. And here's why we have to be six feet apart. Here's why you can't go play with the kids outside. Um, you know, and, and then you have to be obeying these, you know, guidelines. And to that, Josh, I want to say, yeah. I think you should just put, you know, how people are putting things in their windows. I think you should put your two proverbs that you've quoted in your windows. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. About, yeah. about not being stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like seriously, get home, stay home. Like, and, and I mean, yeah, it's just, it's so others or we have to be others oriented. There's, there's immune compromised folks. There's elderly, there's, you know, my wife's pregnant. Like we want to be wise about how we're doing this. And so anyway, um, I'll get off of that. Uh, we just need, the facts are so important to be able to give our kids in certain situations. And the way that I describe that, especially at five and seven, the facts that we're giving them are wash your hands. Like up until this point at five and seven, I mean, they're still picking their nose and they're still, you know, you know, a booger might slip in their mouth every now and again. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're dealing with kids, but this is a great time to teach kids, like sing happy birthday for two times, you know, or find a different song that you want to sing as you wash your hands, keep your hands away from your face. Like these Don't are important touch your face. things. Yeah. What's that? Don't touch your face. That's Don't right. Touch your face. Yeah. Like these are important things to start teaching kids about not just coronavirus, but any virus that, that would come into their lives. And so these are the types of facts that I'm talking about. I think as it relates to, to what we were talking about earlier, as it relates to fear, one of the things that I do is I, 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 I limit my news intake to about 15 to 30 minutes a day, and it's in the morning. I'll get an update in the morning of what happened the day prior. And I usually just have Reuters. It's an app that I use. It's the Reuters app. And you can get real quick snippets of what's happening in the world without getting all the sensationalism. And so I just listen to the facts and then I shut it down because I can't, I'm the type of person, I'm similar to you, Jana. I can't, I'm prone to want to do that. And I have to set boundaries in my life or I will end up there and and it will take my mind into a place that I don't. I, it's not healthy for me to go. And what I've also realized too about the news cycle and, and the way that it goes is that someone will pick up a news in the morning and it, that same news gets recycled over and over and over again throughout the day and just gets different spins on it. And, and it's like, it's the same piece of news. And so I try to get the fact of it and then I kind of sit in it and just take it. And I think it's just important that again, especially you got teenagers like, talking about facts and what the facts are and then leaving it at that the best that we possibly can, I think is really important. We have started doing family gatherings at the end of the night before bed where we get together in one space. We share about our days and I give just a really brief update of, Hey, what's the news today? Uh, So we're not all living in that news, but we do have a touch point where we discuss it as a family. What's, you know, where are we at right now? Uh, What's the curve looking like? And I'm able to share some of those facts in kind of a family huddle that we do at the end of each day. That's been really good for us. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's those types of things. Like is if you can find, and, and I try to be very careful not to give a, this is how we do it. So this is how you should do it type of thing. Like I would just encourage you find your rhythm for your unique family. And, and as you set your rhythm for your family, what you can do then is practice and start sharing with other families. Hey, this is what we're implementing with the families that you lead. This is what we're implementing would you join us? Would you come alongside us? Like, let's try to figure out what works for your family together so that we are living purposefully, that we are living in a way that 
when this is all over, it's not, it doesn't go to waste. It's not, you know, I saw a great, um, Tim Elmore had a post the other day called don't waste the crisis, you know, don't waste a good crisis or something like that. Don't great. Yeah. Something to that nature. And it's like, yeah, don't waste this. Like I think God's doing something. God wants to do something really cool in our lives right now. And, um, and in our families and what an opportune time to, to take advantage of that. And your last tip, Josh, is to make prayer a priority. Talk to us about the importance of praying together with our kids. Yeah, you know what, uh, Chuck, similar to you guys doing the family huddle every day, we'll, we'll do a family prayer time with emotions at that time. Um, as you know, uh, we have a book called What Am I Feeling? And we're just huge on emotion and, and, and what just making sure that our kids know that we're ready to listen to what's happening. And one of the places we're at right now is I think what's really powerful is for us is to be able to teach our kids versus, you know, chapters like Psalm 91, you know, those who dwell in the shadow of the Almighty. We have power. We have authority in Jesus. We have authority over infirmity. And we can claim that authority or we can, you know, come into agreement with the fear of the world. But that's not what we're called to in Christ. We're, we're, we're called to walk in the authority of Christ and take and, and, and pray these pray these prayers and and, and really walk in that authority and not walk in fear, you know, Philippians four, it's really what, um, you know, be anxious for nothing, you know, but by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And that's really what, what am I feeling is really all about. It's, it's really living out, teaching our kids to live out Philippians four, but in that process, it's saying, God, um, what am I feeling today? God, here is my anxiety. Here is my fear. Here is my sadness. And that's where we've been at with our seven and five year old. Cause they're at a place of going, you know, I don't want to keep praying the same prayers every night. How can I talk to God? What can that look like? And the cool part for us is, is we're able to kind of walk alongside him and say, God already knows what you're feeling. God already knows what you're going through. Just tell him. When you're at nighttime, you just tell him. And so it's been a cool, neat, neat, a neat part for us during quarantine is that we've been able to just sit with our kids as they've just share with God and build a relationship with God where it's not a rote memory prayer or that type of thing. Um, Cause that's honest in our family, that's kind of what they have known to do is just kind of say the same prayers. Um, and they're starting to learn to just talk to God about their feelings and what's going on in the day. And, and so we use that time to, to really hone in on prayer. So, and again, we want to be families that feed our faith more than we feed our fear and, and, and through prayers, the way that we do that. So. I love that. I, th- I love that. That's how you close it. And I wanted to just make a comment about your book. What am I feeling? Um, that is such a great tool in coronavirus and just for just raising young children. Um, I'll give a shout out uh, at our Edge Family Ministry Conference in October. Uh, we ha- always have a giant bookstore and we really feature our speakers books more than anything. And Josh was one of our speakers as was Louis Giglio and Christine Kane and some other really big hitters. Guess what our number one seller was for that conference? Mm. What am I feeling? So our ministry leaders have really connected with um, using that book as a tool to educate themselves as they work with families and and young children, but also um, uh, to make recommendations for their families. So uh, we love that book. I know it comes with the feelings chart or you reference the feelings chart of how to look at um, uh, different faces and help kids identify um, what they're feeling, which is so important as you talk to them. Yeah, we find find that we need the feelings chart as adults and parents more than sometimes our kids do. So (laughs) So true. 
So true. Gosh, we, we so appreciate your friendship to, to us and to Lifeway Kids and to all of our listeners. So thank you for taking some time to connect with us. I know you've got a lot on your plate. Um, how, in closing, how can listeners find more if they want to connect with you or they want to find out more about your resources? What are the best places that they might go? Uh, thank you guys so much for having me. It's always an honor to be with you guys. And uh, so famousathome.com is uh, one of the easiest places. And then that'll also link over to our blog page, which is joshuastraub.com. Fantastic. Fantastic. Great. Well, listeners. Can we ask, I'm, I'm just out of curiosity, the family rhythm days, I want to know what Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday are. Just really quick. <laughs> yeah, so Monday is, uh, so Sunday's our ramp up day. Ramp up. Um, I got that one. I'm taking notes. Yeah, Monday is our, uh, mine is, Monday's kind of our, uh, like, dud, we call it, we call it a dud day, because it's kind of like a start day kind of yeah. thing, where we're just starting, like, the week, and it's, like, ramping it up. And Tuesday is our, um, Tuesday is our, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of even how we call it, it's the top of the bell curve, okay? So it's, like, it's the all- all in day. Like it's the day where I have all of my coaching calls. It's the day where Christy and the kids might not even expect to see me potentially for like, I might take a break for dinner, but I might like, I'm, I'm working a big day that day. Like Wednesday, um, obviously is hump day. So Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday are kind of like our hardcore work days where we're just all in. We're, 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 we're really grinding hard. And so that's just, that's just what it is. It's, it's rhythm days. It's work days. It's, it's, growth days, that type of thing. So, yeah. I love it. Well, thank but, you so much. Cause I feel like that was a for free. Real, real quickly, just let me say that the, the work days are the last things that we pay attention to. We always start with Sabbath. Sabbath is where the rhythm should start. It's the way God designed it. It's the way we should all create it is start with Shabbat, start with Sabbath and, and then work from there. Those, those other three days are just kind of our, they're the last thing that we pay attention to such a good word for our ministry leaders listening to because we're constantly trying to help them um, find time and prioritize Sabbath in their lives because Sunday is a go day yeah. for everybody listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so Friday, I think Friday, Saturday um, options really work and Shabbat, the, the meaning is to stop. So I love that reminder and I love that y'all do that. So thank you so much, Josh, for being with us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Man, it's always great to have you, Josh. Listeners, it's always great to have you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. We want to encourage you to share this particular episode with the families that you're leading. Parents need us to come alongside during this time. And I know that we are all busy and stressed out about how to do ministry Let's make sure that we don't forget parents and that we, we take this obstacle as an opportunity to connect with them and to equip them as they minister to their own kids at home. Thank you for listening. We'll see you back next time. For- Can you redo that last little part? Thanks for listening because it cut out for me. Yeah. We can say goodbye to these guys and then I can do that for you, Trey. Thank, Thank you, Josh. You, Josh. Thank you guys so much. What do you need? Just the Close. last little bit. Yeah. Just the thanks for listening to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. Listeners, we want to encourage you to invest in your parents, the, the parents of your kids. Ugh, let me start that again, Trey. I sound like uh, no Joe Biden.
<laughs> Go to Joe three 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 zero something. All right, let me try that again. Where uh, should I thank Josh, or am I just saying thank you to the listeners? Uh, I think you already thanked Josh, but you can thank Josh again, and then do thanks to the listeners as well. Okay. Josh, thank you so much for being here. We love your friendship and we so appreciate your wisdom. So thank you for sharing with our listeners. And listeners, thank you for listening. We so appreciate you and we are thankful to have you tune into the podcast each week. We, uh, we're praying for you through this season and we pray, listeners, that you would um, look for opportunities not just to minister to the children in your ministry, but also to minister to their parents, to their caregivers through this season. I'd encourage you to share this episode with them and encourage them to listen uh, to this great advice from Josh Straub about how they can help their kids um, cope with some of the struggles they may be having through the COVID crisis. So thank you again for listening to the Kids Ministry 101 podcast, and we'll see you back here again sometime soon.